0: Hey, this is Kim Dixon, and welcome back to Weber County's Greatest Generation. Well, this will be the third time that I've tried this podcast in the last month, and every time I try, something else changes. So we're just going to go over a couple of the crazy things that's been going on. So in that podcast, I talked about the pandemic and what was going on with that, and the earthquake that happened right after that, and how scared the residents of Weber County and the United States must have been for me when I look back At all of the things that were happening. I know everything's going to be okay, but they didn't have a clue of what was going to happen to them. And another thing, on May 9th, I had been planning the commemoration at the end of World War II for our Weber County servicemen and women, and I had been doing this for three years with this one end in mind that we would have a big celebration to commemorate all of those who served. So as I was getting that ready, it was going to be at the Ogden Amphitheater, and I had the speakers lined up, and it was going to be really awesome, and I was so excited. And then that's been canceled now. Luckily for us, there were two victory days in World War II, so we had the Victory in Europe Day on May 8th, and we also have the Victory in Japan Day on September 4th. So now the commemoration will be on Friday, August 28th at 6 p.m., so be sure and put that on your calendars, and more will be coming about it. So I had consigned myself that I would finish up 1943 book um, for Weber County's Scottish Generation and continue with my podcast and continue getting ready for the commemoration. And then, of course, I fell down the one stair in my kitchen and I broke my foot in seven places. So after x-rays and CAT scans... I had surgery on April 2nd, and so I have been uh, non-weight-bearing since then. So needless to say, it's been kind of a crazy time for me to stay in the house and um, pretty much between the recliner and my bed and just trying to get some things done. So today our story is about Sergeant Carl H. Yarrington. He was born on April 4th, 1920 in Ogden to Herbert and Merle Yarrington. They lived on 3437 Lincoln. He graduated from Ogden High in 1939, where he was active in sports and dramatics and he was a lieutenant colonel in the ROTC. He enlisted with the National Guard in 1938 and served in 38, 39, and 40. And he enlisted in the service on April 7th, 1942 in Salt Lake. Sergeant Yarrington was a member of the 82nd Airborne Division, the 507th Parachute Infantry Regiment. And he would participate in the biggest land assault in the world on June 6, 1944, the attack that we now know as D-Day. Winston Churchill called D-Day the most difficult and complicated operation ever to take place. And Joseph Stalin said, the history of war does not know of an undertaking comparable to it for breadth of conception, grandeur of scale, and mastery of execution, which is very high praise coming from Stalin. And Ernie Pyle, the newspaper columnist, said, I want to tell you the opening of the Second Front so that you can know and appreciate it forever and be humbly grateful to those both dead and alive who did it for you. And just an FYI, Ernie Pyle would be killed in the Battle of Iwo Jima um, in 1945. The invasion consisted of 5,333 Allied ships and landing craft that embarked 175,000 men 57,000 Americans. There were 850,000 German troops on the shores. There were 60 infantry divisions in France and 10 panzer divisions that had over 1,500 tanks, but luckily only one of the panzer divisions was near Normandy at the time of the landing. 15,000 French civilians would also die that day from both German and American attacks you probably already know that there were five beaches in the battle, Utah, Omaha, Juneau, Gold, and Sword. The British landed on Sword and Gold, the Canadians on Juneau, and the Americans landed on Omaha and Utah. Just another FYI, um, when Eisenhower was planning the attack, he was given the uh, duty to assign the names of the beaches, so he walked out of his office to the two clerks who were assisting him and asked them where they were from. One said Utah, and the other said Omaha. There are two great movies that depict the landing. Um, The first is The Longest Day, which premiered on October 4, 1960, and Saving Private Ryan, which premiered on July 24, 1998. Both have detailed scenes of the Americans on the beaches, but they also tell the story of the paratroopers, and Sergeant Yarrington was a paratrooper. So the air support numbers are completely different from the numbers that landed on the beach. There were 3,958 heavy bombers, 1,234 medium and light bombers, and 4,709 fighter planes. And they encompassed the men of the 82nd and the 101st Airborne Divisions that went in first. 13,101 American paratroopers made parachute drops early in the morning of June 6th and they were followed by 3,937 glider troops. Their mission was to capture the town of Cherbourg as soon as possible so that a supply line could be established and to block the approaches of Germans headed for the beaches. They were the first to begin the battle at 1.51 a.m., and the drop was organized in three waves. They totaled 6,420 paratroopers carried by 369 C-47s. The 82nd was assigned to a drop zone southwest of St. Mary If you remember the scene in The Longest Day, this was where Private John Steele, who was caught in the bell tower of the church, Red Buttons played his character on The Longest Day. They still have a mannequin hanging from the bell tower. I've seen it, and it's one of the must-sees for Americans in France. Private Steele was eventually cut from the lines and taken prisoner, but he survived the war where he returned to Indiana. From the beginning, the paratroopers were in trouble. The pathfinders who were dropped first and were to light the drop zone did not succeed, and in one plane the anti flak guns forced the pilot to climb altitude and he ordered the men to jump 10 kilometers from their objectives. Many were killed by enemy gunfire before they even reached the ground. The Germans had flooded the grounds around the rivers and made swamps that made it difficult for the paratroopers approximately half landed in a swamp land around the river, and they were either drowned or lost their equipment. None of the 82nd's objectives were achieved that day, however two company-sized pockets of the 507th Private Yarrington's unit held out in German lines, the center of resistance. They were finally relieved by the seizure of the causeway on June 9th, but Sergeant Errington was not that lucky. Military records show that he was shot in the head near the town of Tamerville on the edge of the wood. The Allies were able to take all five beaches by Nightville, but it came at a huge cost. The numbers have long been disputed, but it is assumed that 4,414 Allied deaths on June 6th, 2,500 were Americans. This might sound low because casualties are included with the wounded and missing and the accepted casualty estimate is that the Allies suffered 10,000 casualties on June 6th. The first Allied cemetery in Europe was dedicated just two days after the invasion on June 8th, 1944, and today it is known as the Normandy American Cemetery and Memorial. I have been there, and it is a beautiful place that overlooks the Omaha Beach. There are over 9,300 marble markers there, including one for our Staff Sergeant Carl Herbert Yarrington. His obituary was published in the Standard Examiner on July 15, 1944, and gives his survivors a widow—the obituary does not mention her first name—and a son, Mark, his parents, two brothers, Private First Class Earl A. Yarrington with the U.S. Marines, and George H. Yarrington of Ogden. Memorial services were held on August 8th at Linquist Martuary with Bishop Rudy Van Campen of the LDS 23rd Ward officiating, along with the veterans of foreign wars taking part in the services. And as with all funerals during the war, the family requested that no flowers be sent. We had finally stepped into Europe, but as Winston Churchill said, this is not the end. It's not even the beginning of the end, but it's only the end of the beginning. Well podcast number 13 is finally done. I am excited to get it over with. It has taken months to get this um, recorded and be able to post it online. Please join us for our next podcast coming next week. And um, you can get the podcast on iTunes or on my Facebook page, Weber County's Greatest Generation. Thanks for joining.